what people overlook when they apply to university is what happens after they graduate from university. And luckily in Canada, uh, getting a permanent a working visa right after you graduate is very easy. And also obtaining a permanent resident card after you graduate makes it's, it's very easy as, a, as an international student. Hi Millennials, welcome to Stories Under 30 by Global Millennial Podcast. We will invite youth from all around the world to share their knowledge, experience, and their perspective to give you new insight and inspiration. We will have an intimate interview with a curated guest speaker and highlight some interesting topics like education, business, art, politics, personal story, and many more. Directly hosted by me, Mufli Dwi Fikri, the CEO of Global Millennial Group. We will meet weekly, full in English, fun, substantial, and I hope we can accompany your productive time. Last but not least, we both the class. Hi Millennials, welcome back in Stories Under 30 by Global Millennial Podcast. With me again, Mufli Dwi Fikri. So, today is very exciting because we will talk about uh, one of the university that become top global university in Canada, especially. So our guest speaker today uh, is Arvin Farshad. He is the first year student at University of Toronto. He is pursuing the life science program. To be more excited, he is actually received the University of Toronto Scholarship and International Scholar Award. It's actually a scholarship that awarded to international students admitted to an undergraduate program at the University of Toronto on the basis of the academic merit value at $80,000 to $180,000. Wow, that's cool. That's a big amount of money, actually. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so without further ado, please welcome Mr. Arvin. Hi, Mr. Arvin. How are you today? Hello, everyone. Yes, I'm actually doing very well. It's currently 12 a.m. midnight in Canada. But I'm very grateful to have this opportunity to speak for the Stories Under 30 presented by the Global Millennial Group. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you also, uh, for also coming in our podcast too. So, uh, Mr. Alvin, I would like to know in the first place why you go to University of Toronto, Canada especially. How is uh, One defining factor that made me actually go to Canada is because I know that there's a lot of opportunities opportunities that they provide there. I know that uh, studying international as a, in general, it provides so much, uh, it, it allows uh, a student, especially coming from Indonesia, a developing country, it allows uh, us to open our eyes, to become more open-minded. And I believe that I can get a good return on the money I invest into education out of, out of the country. And it just so happened that Canada uh, is actually the leader in uh, opportunities that they provide for the biotechn biotechnological industry because that is what I want to pursue later in life. I'm currently in the life sciences program, so I'm hope uh, I'm planning to pursue the biotechnology major. And Canada is ranked among the uh, top five countries, and just and the University of Toronto is actually ranked first in Canada for their biotechnology program. So I decided to admit to University of Toronto, and luckily I got. Uh, the acceptance letter mm -hmm. at around uh, February, I think, February 2021. And just so happened, I also got a scholarship, which made me really excited to pursue my studies here. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Before we talk about your scholarship, I want to know first, in, in the first place that you apply with a lot of universities, uh, maybe 
because I know some of my friends that uh, study abroad, they not apply not only to one university. So for example, they also apply to Harvard, to Oxford, to Toronto, and so on and so forth. So you apply to a lot of university or you really focus on Toronto itself. Actually, well, uh, yes, that is the general consensus. When you want to apply for universities abroad, you want to apply to more than one, just in case that, you know, maybe something happened, you don't get accepted into one. So I, I actually applied to Canada and Australia. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily for all the universities I applied to, I got accepted to all of them. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so that's very, that's very, uh, I'm very thankful of that. But yes, I actually plan. I actually applied to not only University of Toronto, but also to University of British Columbia, mm-hmm. University of Waterloo, uh, University of Melbourne, mm-hmm. University of New South Wales, and also University of Sydney. Mm, okay. In Australia, what university did also accept you? Melbourne or other universities? Melbourne, Sydney, University of Sydney, and University of New South Wales. You get accepted in all these universities on that all universities. Yes. And wow. I got I got offered a scholarship as well for University of Sydney and University of Melbourne. Okay, okay. So Australia is also a good place actually for Very studying, good place. right? Like, so why among this university that accept you? Why again Toronto? Australia uh, is also good in the science actually. Yeah, actually, that's the reason why I just applied to both of those two countries. I didn't want to apply to the US or the UK because I don't mm-hmm. think it can provide me as much value in return. Mm-hmm. So I just focus on Australia and Canada, and uh, uh, yeah, for I, the reason why I chose University of Toronto is because of many things. There, I had to consider the quality of living, mm-hmm. uh, the safety, how the the comfort level for an international student being there, and also what will happen after I graduate. That was one of the most important factors that I considered because. Uh, life after, like, what people overlook when they apply to university is what happens after they graduate from university. And luckily in Canada, uh, getting a permanent a working visa right after you graduate is very easy. And also obtaining a permanent resident card after you graduate makes it's it's very easy as a as an international student. Mm-hmm. And I don't I, I don't see that type of value or that. I don't see that type of program being implemented in Australia. So I kind of, I kind of got worried because to be honest with you, Australia and Canada, they, they, none is better than the other. They're both equally good in providing quality education for international students. Mm-hmm. But in the long term, like in the next five to 10 years, what I'm thinking of, I, I believe that Canada will provide me uh, with the most opportunities to gain experience because experience is a very valuable thing that I really want to attain, especially before my 30s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, that was amazing. So, uh, what happened to you after graduate? Your dream actually stay in Canada. Uh, ideally, I want to stay in Canada so I can get experience okay. because uh, having graduated from University of Toronto, it brings a very good name to your pro- uh, to your profile. Uh-huh. So, uh, I can I'm planning to at least gain some experience. Like I'm not planning to get the highest wage. I'm not planning to work for the best company, but I want experience. I want to know what it's like to work under someone so then I can eventually work, I can eventually be a, a boss or a manager or eventually a CEO of a, of a company so then I learn, I know how to manage people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is the ultimate goal. But in the longer term, I really just want to provide, I, my ultimate goal is to go back to Indonesia and provide value to my home country because I know uh, the youth of Indonesia is the future of the country. There's so much potential in Indonesia. 
and I want to be part of that movement. And no, there's no better way than using my knowledge that I learned from Canada, bringing it back to Indonesia and making Indonesia a better country. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That was that was amazing. Okay, so this is one of top global university, right? In Toronto, even in Australia also. So. Can you please uh, tell us the the process of your application itself until you get uh, accepted in Toronto itself? So what kind of tests that you pass? How difficult the questions and so on and so forth? Oh, okay. So uh, if, uh, if if I'm speaking to the audiences who are who hasn't applied for uh, university yet, such as middle schoolers, uh, I actually graduated from an international program called mm-hmm. the IB. Mm-hmm. And the IB is designed for students, or, or at least how I saw it, it's designed for students who wants to go out of the country. Because by taking the IB program, it really simplified the university application process because uh, the standard of the tests that you do in those curriculums, it's already university standard. So you don't have to do any more external tests uh, if, 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 if it's not required, yeah. Mm. So that is one thing that I suggest if you are a middle schooler and you do have the privilege and the opportunity to study at an, using an international curriculum, such as the Cambridge curriculum or the IB curriculum, I suggest that you take it because it will be better in the long, in the long run and it will give more credibility to your scores and your application. Uh, secondly, mm-hmm. uh, the process of my application was actually very simple. I just submitted my scores. I submitted my predicted scores. And I did my final exams. Mm-hmm. Uh, those scores got submitted to university. And uh, I got the offer right away. I didn't have to take IELTS because my score from the IB, it already fulfilled the requirements. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I'm also kind of saving money. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. Okay, okay. So uh, it's about the IB students, right? Okay, so yeah. how about the scholarship itself? How can you get the scholarship from Toronto? Uh, okay, so I just want to clear one Uh, one common misconception. Mm-hmm. The curriculum that you take doesn't determine like the scholarship. Even if you take a national curriculum, mm-hmm. but uh, you still have a chance to obtain that scholarship. Like mm-hmm. every student is equal when they're assessed. You know, you you guys, everyone uh, submits their scores and everyone has their data submitted to university. So there's no way that sh- there should be any bias. So everyone has an equal chance. And for me, Uh, the International Scholar Award presented by University of Toronto, it's based on my scores and my extracurricular uh, activities. So good. Uh, I'm very thankful that I became more socially active and I volunteered a lot during my middle school years and also during early in high school because I, I believe that those activities contributed to my overall Uh, credibility of obtaining the International Scholar Award by University of Toronto. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. How many How many people that receive that scholarship? I mean, like, is it? You can say it is a easy scholarship to get it, or it's actually still very competitive. For the scholarship that I got, I'm uh, from what I remembered. I think there's only around 100 hundred. No, no more than 150 students. Okay, wow. From all yeah. around the world? All From all around the world. Yeah, for international students only. Yeah. Wow. So that's a big, that's okay. a big pool. Wow, that's cool. That, that was amazing, actually. Okay, so I would like to clarify also first for, for you guys, the, the listeners. 
even though uh, Kak Arvin is come from like international student, international school, but it doesn't mean like, okay, I'm international student, so oh, I'm really easy to go abroad to go university. No, it's actually need to struggle, it's need to study also, uh, yeah. it's need to hard work also. So it, it doesn't like very easy. So uh, Kak Arvin, Mr. Arvin, Could you please tell us your struggling or your hard work during your high school before you go to University of Toronto? Like how how much time you spend for study and so on oh. and so on. <laughs> <laughs> This is gonna be very fun to discuss <laughs> because uh the uh one thing we have to face is that you know it's not it's not gonna be easy. Like achieving a lot after high school, all the achievements that I had, it wouldn't be possible. If it weren't for hard work, I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything. It took a lot of effort. It took a lot of hours of studying. It took a lot of sacrifices as well. And one of those sacrifices is actually finding balance. It's very hard to find balance when you're very motivated. Because I was a very, as a student, I was very motivated to study. Like, I always want to be ahead of the class. I always want to know material. I always want to. I I just don't want to feel like I'm caught behind work. So then I always have that inner motivation to work. Mm-hmm. And how my daily schedule of studying usually consists of school from 7.30 until 3, until 3 o'clock, 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then for the rest of the day, I usually, I usually study. <laughs> <laughs> so from like 3, from 3 o'clock until like 11 to 12 o'clock, I study. Well, obviously with breaks in between, like I'm, I have a dinner break and I also have a break later. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, my days consist mostly of studying because um, it, it is hard getting a good score and pass. The, the difference between getting a good score and passing is, is, a, is there's a big margin. And I always have the goal of trying to be achieve the best that I can so I can uh, reap the rewards later at the end. And luckily, with my efforts, with my studying uh, of eight hours a day, um, I was able to obtain the scholarship and also uh, get the offers from all the universities I applied to. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. That was amazing. That was amazing. Okay, back to the topic you study in University of Toronto. So what is the major difference, the significant differences between when you study in Indonesia and in Canada, like the people, the lecture, the environment? I think one big difference is the culture, the mm. culture of learning. Because I think, you know, in the business world, there's something called corporate culture, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel that, that sense of culture in when you study abroad, because th- there's a different way of doing things here. There's a different way of learning. There's a different vibe in learning. And I think that's one of the unique things that I have experienced so far in university, because the way we learn is, it's quite different than Indonesia's, at least from what I've experienced, Indonesia's standard of, of education. Uh, it's, it's very, it's more detailed here. It's more thorough. I feel like there's more, it's more interesting we're get, uh, the, the curriculum is really uh, it allows me to explore and it allows me to become creative so I'm really enjoying the I'm really enjoying the the mechanisms of learning here and so far it, it has been difficult yes I'm not gonna lie university being in the University of Toronto is difficult uh-huh. Uh-huh. but it's also fun because you're learning a lot and you're being social with people from all around the world as well Okay, okay. Maybe can you please uh, tell me the specific example how the curriculum can make you be more creative? 
Like maybe just study just like what you already experienced. Uh, okay, so what I've experienced is uh, one of the things that university enforces upon you that mm-hmm. it is not that's not really enforced in high school is independence. You really have to be independent. You really have to be organized because mm-hmm. in high school, you are like in high school. You usually have a, a teacher that teaches you uh, a subject, for example, and you get you gain this personal relationship with the teacher. So it kind of makes it easier, but in university that is not the case because a lecturer, a professor would be teaching around 1,000 students. So you can't really have that sort of connection to to the to your teacher because it's gonna be hard because the tech, the lecturer, the professor is teaching more than a thousand other students. So they he, they can't focus on solely you. So that's where you have to be independent. That's where you have to use your networking to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Use your uh, you need to fi- you need to use that inner motivation you have to actually work and to and force yourself to get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. So uh, people said when you were uh, study abroad, time time is only study, 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 doing the tasks, making journal, doing the research, and so on and so forth. Uh, manual Indonesia. Uh, let's let us come back with Indonesia. Univers- university time is not really that much i mean like you can have extracurricular like so you you can join organization outside of university like indonesia we join a student association like the executive uh executive body and so on and so forth so when you study there in toronto do you have any leisure time time to you to join like the organization there maybe ppe for example the student association yeah. kind of the things Yeah, that's one of the things that I was about to mention too. There's always, wherever you go, there will always be an Indonesian student association. <laughs> and luckily, I found there is an Indonesian student association here in my campus and also in the whole Toronto area. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I've, I've, been, I've made the time to socialize because uh, one of the joys of studying internationally is actually exploring the new city that you're part in and having a good, and networking with other people uh, that you've never met before. So I I I know that there's going to be a lot of tasks, but I always try to set at least three to two hours of my week so I can socialize, so I can meet with peers and continue to strengthen my networks with the, uh, especially the Indonesian students I know because um, we really have the most connections. We have the most, uh, we have the most relations with each other because we're from Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And I've made sure to make, Uh, to make time to socialize with not only Indonesians but also my other peers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. That's amazing. And then, how about the living condition there? Uh, for example, let's say the the climate. I mean, like Indonesia is very hot. Like, how about in <laughs> is that? Uh, people said, uh, especially in Canada, in Europe, it's sometimes it's very cool, and then it's sometimes it's very hot. So. Uh, you know, yeah. people have uh, not really adaptable with that condition, especially come from Asia. So how yeah. how are you living on Chile? Yeah, uh, that's true because the weather here you have to you have to be prepared for it. Like one one other challenge that I face so far as an international student is the weather, because in Indonesia I'm I'm always used to only having two weather, either very hot or rainy. <laughs> but in here it can it can change a lot it can rain it can snow it can be sunny and it can be very very gloomy and all in one day so it's very hard to adapt yes there has been some days 
times where I did not dress appropriately for the weather <laughs> because the weather changes here very fast. And as of now, because it's approaching winter, uh, uh, the temperatures have been below 10 degrees Celsius and <laughs> it's very cold. So I have to continue, I have to adapt to it. But so far it's been okay. Like I haven't suffered that much, but let's see for the next two months because it's supposed to get worse. <laughs> okay okay so uh how many times did you already deck uh how long you already deck two... uh, it's actually year? been uh two months oh you're two months in canada okay cool uh, two months in canada so yeah very new <laughs> <laughs> okay so we come to end of the our sessions actually mr arvin so Uh, our listener will be a lot. A lot of our listener want to be uh, study abroad, either mm-hmm. in Toronto, specific to Canada, or maybe to another another university in the world. So, can you please give advice or maybe some tips and trick for the younger, uh, especially when they want to prepare and uh, they want to go to abroad? Okay, one piece of valuable advice that I can give especially to the people who's still pursuing middle school right now is to take your learning seriously. Uh, I know like as being young, you know, you want to have fun. Like, yes, you can have fun, but also you have to focus on your academics because the power of you do, uh, we, we should not underestimate the power of education. Education is something that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a very, it's a good, it's a right. You know, we, education is something that we should hold on very tight to because it'll eventually reflect on how our countries, how, how advanced our country is because a country is built upon its people. And if, and if its people are not educated, then what is the country, what is the value of the country? And that is what I'm trying to, at least the message I'm trying to spread throughout the past years is to become a valuable individual. And one of the ways you can do so is by doing good in school, is uh, by taking education seriously and by, by, making sure that you are organized, you are independent, and you also develop some soft skills as you learn, because that's something you pick up along the way. And yeah, by focusing on, by focusing on your education, it will give you so many benefits that you cannot think of, because there are so many things that comes with, uh, with pursuing your, your academics seriously, such as getting opportunities to study abroad, for example, getting scholarships, mm-hmm. and all, you can get all of that just by focusing on your academics. And it can help you, it can surely help you build some discipline, which will be beneficial later for your uh, adulthood. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool, that was amazing. Okay, uh, thank you so much, Mr. Afin, to coming to Stories Under 30 by the Global Millennial Podcast. It's such an honor for me to have such conversation with you. Uh, how I hope we can meet in another opportunity. And yeah, for, for you, the millennials, uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. So uh, again, to summarize what we already talked with Mr. Afin, it's actually to go to global university, specifically to University of Toronto, but actually not only Toronto, but all of the university in the world, especially top global university, it need the hard work. It need your focus, it need your commitment. So be focused on your academic, always study, don't never be tired, never be, you know, 
Oke, okay, burn out is okay. Uh, yeah, self healing is okay, but don't too much. Focus on your dream because you not only compete with Indonesian people, but you compete with global student. You compete with US student. You compete with Malaysia, Singapore, and so on and so forth. So, good luck for your dream. So, if you want to go abroad, you want to study abroad, catch your dream, commitment, and focus. Thank you so much, Mr. Afin, once again, uh, to coming in our, our podcast. I hope we can uh, see you in another opportunity. Yes, it's been my pleasure, and I hope to continue to collaborate with Global Millennial Group for their future events. Thank you so much, and see you, everyone. Bye.